welcome to risk roundup biometrics is taking over traditional identity practices and is now commonly accepted as a proven way of identification and authentication by nations and all its components there are reports emerging that biometric practices are already being implemented by nations and its governments for national identity applications so as nations begin applying biometric technology for managing identity the question arises as to what is at risk and who is at risk the reason behind that is biometrics technology is also a very powerful enabler of mass surveillance now just like any other technology and system biometric system also has its own limitations now when any implementation of biometric technology like biometric id card project aadhar act implemented in india links almost every part of citizens personal life to a central state database it raises serious concerns about whether nations have adequate legal framework for protecting citizens privacy and security rights to discuss aadhar act and privacy law further i'm delighted to welcome advocate vicky shah to risk roundup vicky shah is an advocate author speaker legal advisor and trainer to police officers in india for cybercrime investigation he speaks frequently on cybercrime safety awareness and prevention and is author of are you protected the handbook welcome advocate vicky we are delighted to have you on risk roundup thank you jashree wonderful so vicky what is this aadhar card and why has india implemented this aadhar card so if you see the uh, this started in the earlier government regime uh, somewhere around 2011 2012 uh, late 2010 it got initiated and it got implemented from 2011 12 and today we are 6 uh, years that this system is already in existence uh, the the sole purpose of this initiative was to have a identity card for each and every individual it does not give you a citizenship right it is only to ensure that the person who is claims who is is the person who it is so the identity number is linked to a persona with his demographic details and it talks about that yes so and so that is vikisha is having another number xyz and he is having this as his unique identity and to back it up it allow it also captures your biometrics the fingerprints as well as the retina so that there cannot be a duplicate aadhar number issued for the same person vikisha so if I'm... i go and change my name or i do a facial surgery or if i try to evade the system and when i am giving my biometric and retina it will flag an alert saying that exist the database exists so they will find out and map it in the back end that this person already has an aadhar card with a so and so number he cannot be given two cards so right now if you see there are a lot of uh, challenges in india where one can have two election cards one can have multiple driving licenses because it is subject of the state so each state i can go in another state and i can apply for a driving license and i will have two driving license one for the state of maharashtra and one for the state of say rajasthan or maybe gujarat so i don't have a single identity document to prove and i could have a different address on that card i could have a different address on this card so aadhar basically links and gives me one unique number which proves and ensures that yes vikisha is so and so that's it so there are challenges in india that require an identification system like that that is understandable now but 
where is this technology developed? The, the technology, especially not for linking, but the technology for taking the retina scan and fingerprints, where was this technology developed and who was behind that? So uh, the literature of what is available in, in India, it says that uh, UIDI was set up as an autonomous body. Uh, they initially, uh, there were technology IT firms which were responsible to develop this. Uh, we had Mr. Nilkanani who was overdoing it. Then Dr. Pramod Verma was the chief architect of UIDI. He's the one who has actually uh, set up this particular architecture behind UIDI and the way it would be structured and initiated and generated. Uh, so it's an Indian-based system. It's not developed across or outside India. It's very much Indian uh, design, Indian architect. And the biometric system as well? The yes. The retina scan and the fingerprint, is that developed in India? Yes, it's in India. I see, I see. So, I mean, um, this how was this uh, retina scan and uh, fingerprint taken? Uh, or, you know, uh, how was each individual citizen of India, you know, required to get this uh, uh, retina scan and fingerprint? I mean, did everyone go door to door? Or did, how, how was that collected? This so, uh, so, we had uh, enrollment centers authorized by government of India. Uh, there were post offices, there were banks, there were uh, certain uh, special setup like, you know, government missionaries, they have multiple uh, utilities. So they had set up a booth where a counter was set up and each individual who would want to have a other card need to visit that particular center with their existing set of documents, uh, like pen card for their date of birth proof and uh, for address proof, it was a passport or election card or uh, the light bill or the electricity bill. And based on this document, the initial demographic details were captured on Aadhaar where the name, date of birth uh, and the address, the document which you submit, that address was displayed on the card. And along with that, they had these machines which were kept, uh, authorized devices which were captured in the biometric, four fingers, two thumbs and uh, eye retina. And then it was, uh, there was a temporary enrollment number given with a date and time. After that, uh, within two weeks, it would get processed. Once it gets stored in the database, you would get a 14, uh, 12 digit unique number. That is the other number. But the, the, I mean, uh, I'm thinking the India is such a large country. And, you know, if there were so many different centers where uh, citizens would have gone or would were able to go and give their fingerprint or retina scan, so many different people and so many different facilities were involved in collecting all that biometric data. Now, what is the guarantee? Were these all these people, you know, secured? Was all these data secured? How was this data collected and, and under what conditions? What were the different, uh, these biometric data are very sensitive because, you know, how do you take the retina scan or fingerprint, whether there was enough light in the room, what kind of light was there? I mean, th these are not foolproof technology. So there are a lot of security challenges, you know, because there were so many different number of facilities involved. So what is the, uh, you know, credibility of collecting all those, you know, uh, biometric data, fingerprints and the retina scan, because everything could be, you know, uh, there are so many different variables that uh, variables of vulnerability that emerges because of this such a large, massive effort that was, you know, uh, done in India. So I, I do get your point. Uh, you know, the main concern was that these centers which were authorized were the systems which being used to capture this, were they secure? 
to start with because they were the first point of interaction or point of contact where uh, citizens like us who used to give our fingerprints and biometric and you know uh, the retina so it was make understood to us that the system has just a interface and the connectivity is from the server which is secured in a uh, there's a central uh, state of the art facility where the database would directly get linked uh, there were challenges in initial capture because at times people were not able to give their fingerprint and retina and it was not getting stored in the database so they would have to visit the central uh, maybe a second second time to give those and only a temporary enrollment number would be given once they are captured with all the required details then only they were given the other card uh, so initially if you see the numbers were very less but now if you see the statistics which was released last year uh, the last week of the last year there are 122 crore people already 122 crore people already enrolled for aadhar so it's in a in a way de facto a compulsion that everybody has it it started as a voluntary initiative initially that only those who want can go for it it was not a mandatory but then there were certain services which were developed in such a way that if you want to avail that you will have to have aadhar like for example subsidies uh, government welfare schemes uh, child education uh, for school admissions they were then marriage registration they made it compulsory so in a way whether you like it or not one had to go for it and now it is a part and parcel because they have linked it with the uh, pan which is our permanent account number which is used for the taxation system so aadhar has to be linked with my pan card if i am a citizen of india and i have to pay the taxes regularly so it's become a de facto standard at the moment i am 18 or if i'm started to earn i need to procure aadhar and link it with my pan card recently we also uh, yeah, last week in fact day before yesterday on 7th of jan uh, there is a article which says the icd minister wants the driving license to be linked with aadhar so that no one can have multiple driving licenses across the state one license can be allowed for you know driving in other states also also nobody can have you know like for example offenders generally when they are doing offense and the license are suspended they go to some other state and procure another license so that could also stop so there are benefits which are linked with this uh, when we talk about security uh, there are gray areas but right now if you see uh, you know barring couple of instances where a user voluntarily giving their otp credentials or otherwise uh, there is no Uh, incident where uh, Aadhar card has been, you know, misused per se. Uh, also, with the recent Supreme Court judgment in September last year, uh, the biometric authentication is now temp- uh, is disabled, is repealed. The section uh, which was uh, enacted in the Aadhar Act, Section 57 to be precise, is now no more in force. So any agency cannot do a Aadhar. biometric authentication they can do otp and offline mode which was continuing and existing earlier and uh, it was very surprising and interesting when aadhar was made compulsory to be linked with sim cards in india we found lot of mobile frauds and uh, instances uh, reduced so you know what used to happen earlier is one person procures four five sim cards in his name but the sim card is given to other person for use so if something goes wrong then the person whose name the sim card belongs to he is answerable and responsible and there was a initiative where government said uh, to the, the telecom authority said that everybody needs to link their mobile number with aadhar else the mobile number will get discontinued and we found lot of less incidents of uh, mobile frauds and banking frauds because people were very serious that if my number is linked with my aadhar and if i give it to be used to someone else 
i'll be responsible so that was acting as a deterrent in its way so there are a lot of good use cases around aadhar uh the only issue which was the way it was implemented and made compulsion in lot of services uh you know gave a rise to the concern of privacy uh, privacy versus fundamental rights and whether it is secure enough to be you know at a large scale spread across because most of the fintech regulations and fintech uh, products were based on the e kyc and other based systems so you know unlike your physical document which is given and misused your biometric and also uh, there are very few who know that by other when the system was launched it was a first of its kind system in the world where a user can temporarily disable the biometric authentication and iris authentication through website so this means that if i have to use my ekyc i first have to go to the other website get myself authenticated allow that temporary 10 minutes 20 minutes of time frame for uh, my biometric to be authenticated and again disable it after my work is done so today even if my otp is linked uh, misuse or my you know uh, nobody can misuse my fingerprint so unless yeah. i That that, that 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 there is nothing foolproof technology. There are many AI systems emerging, which can uh, copy any fingerprint. You know, they can. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, just so there, are, there, are, nothing is foolproof. That's I mean, when there is such a large effort at a national level, like you said, there are some really good benefits, and it does bring accountability of you know individual actions. So there are a lot of benefits. You know, there is no doubt about that. There is a lot of promise. The challenge is that you know how. whether the country was ready to have something you know as big as this and when you do something like this for the first time at a national level and when you collect the data of every single individual you know citizen in the country and then you are bringing so much vulnerability to your country because if you don't have a proper security framework if you don't have a proper legal framework privacy framework then you are making the entire country vulnerable because you know the basic fundamental security is not addressed because it's not only who collects the data there are like millions of um, probably thousands of people you know that were involved thousands of facilities that were involved in collecting data but how, where the facilities secured where the individuals that were in charge of collecting all that data did they go through some sort of you know training to make sure and that you know they are not uh copying those data or they are not you know collecting data and then selling off you know some uh, to some hackers or uh organizations who are interested in getting all the data so there are whether the country was ready for this that is a you know bigger question so from your assessment do you see that you know the citizens of india are comfortable with this model of id well there were few challenges because uh, to start with i only had a resistance so i enrolled for other in 2014 when i was about to get married and i had to have other for registering my marriage otherwise i was also not keen of getting an other other and my you know family members they already took other before 2 uh, years of me so they enrolled in 2012 i enrolled in 2014 that too because after marriage you need to register your marriage and for that they required other that's uh, you know and i practice law and i preach so if i don't practice myself i don't have right to preach so that's the reason i had gone for it uh so to address your queries there are uh, audits which happen before the enrollment centers are authorized there are certain controls already uidi guidelines which are given which one need to follow before they allow ekyc authentication techniques 
and there have been instances where telecom operators you know like uh, airtel was suspended and fined by the government try and uida for not having the kyc ekyc properly they used to you know enroll for direct benefit uh, dbtl benefit when the person used to go for opening a airtel's payment bank account without the information and intimation to the person uh, user so once they used to do a ekyc it was told that it is done for the opening of account but they used to also do it for receiving the dbtl benefit so moment uh, the subsidy amount which comes uh, which used to come in my existing account now gets uh, gets transferred into the airtel payments bank account and they were suspended for 3 months 6 months for that they were also fined in past there have been centers which have been uh, removed for violation of uh, certain processes and procedures uh, so whenever there is a fintech or a payment bank a bank system or a wallet which used to do ekyc they used to get the demographic details uh, of a particular aadhaar card holder on their system and device now they are not supposed to store it but if they store it then it was a violation of the law uh the enrollment centers do not have any uh, record of saving this in their system because it used to connect with the server and it used to get served uh, stored in the bag there are also instances where uh, as you rightly said the ai technology so we i read an article last week where a fake uh, fingerprint palm was made and it bypassed the biometric yes with a higher resolution so but what i was referring to when i said biometric is locked my biometric even if somebody makes a fingerprint copy of this okay he or she cannot use this unless i unlock the biometric from my uidi system so there is a function in this system which allows a person to temporarily disable biometric authentication by the user i can only unlock it with my otp and my authentication and it remains unlocked for 10 minutes then that point of time in 10 minutes when i use this i again get a otp which i have to give and then i have to authorize with my biometric so there are multiple layers of security controls already existing so i cannot just do a biometric authentication by going to any pos or a terminal and do it immediately if i don't have a lock system of temporary locking of my biometric then i can definitely authenticate it with my fingerprint or look alike or whatever may be but if i as a person am more cautious and alert and i go to the website i disable it now this awareness portion of security is something which was missing uh, maybe from if i see and uh, see the last 6 years uh, i have not seen any advertisements or awareness material which talks about this controls which are already in the system so as a user i get a confidence okay that i can lock my biometric i can unlock my biometric i can use only when i need to i don't have to worry about it the database is secure so this awareness piece on security and the controls which are there you will not find anything any material on this uh, readily available yes it that is that, that is that is the you know one big you know challenge of this because when you are trying to take the entire country and all its citizens onto this digital system and then there is no security education awareness that uh, goes with it then uh, everyone is uh, vulnerable because they just don't know what they are supposed to do how to keep them secured and cyber cyberspace brings so many security challenges so when you connect such important data everything about everyone's lives 
that is connected with this uh, uh, biometric ID system, then you are bringing so much vulnerability. So education and awareness should have been the first step in this, you know, even before you enroll every citizen in India, this education and awareness initiative should have, you know, started way before that. So that is one really big challenge that I see with this uh, implementation. So uh, again, you know, there are like out of 10, only three or four people would know that yes, I can go on the site and unlock and lock my biometric. So that is the level of awareness today. As you speak, like I have been speaking on various conferences also in seminars. And when I speak to people and I just do a you know survey question, you know, how many in the room have uh, locked their biometric on UID website and like they are seeing each other's face. And they're like, is, is it existing? Is there something like this already present? So that's the kind of, you know, uh, response which I get. And these are students in engineering college. These are professionals working in the uh, IT banking space. There are professionals in their general practice, you know, manufacturing industry, uh, trade associations. So a lot of people and, you know, because we are in this domain and in this field, we try to find out the nitty gritties and the FAQs and what is it and how is it and what and how. So because just to understand that, okay, these are the use cases where this is secure. These are the cases where it is not. And then probably try to address a solution which can, you know, overcome the challenge. So awareness obviously plays an important role in any domain. If we speak, even if it is law, security, privacy, you know, maybe other. In this case, maybe. Uh, so now they are saying it is secure. They are started uh, recently about that your Aadhaar is safe in a particular uh, data center, which is uh, best of the art and uh, with the known industry standards. However, the user level awareness is still lacking. Uh, typically because the person who collects Aadhaar, he himself doesn't know what it is and how it works. And the person who gives also is not aware how the system works in the backend. They need not know the system, but they need to know that, okay, I as a I as a Aadhaar owner, I have the right to protect its access. I can control it, whom it should be allowed, whom it should not be. They also designed a system called VID, which is known as virtual ID number, which is based on Aadhaar. So you can now generate a VID number, which can be shared with the agencies who require to authenticate you. In the backend, this VID is linked with your Aadhaar number, but your Aadhaar number is not supposed to be disclosed now. This system got implemented last July. So we're talking about almost a year back. But there are agencies which have already collected your other in a physical form, a photocopy of it, self-attested. They don't take care or they don't take precautions to secure this and store it in an encrypted form. Like if you do other search on Google, you will find certain universities and certain uh, companies. They take this number, the other copy from the employees for employment purpose or otherwise. And this is scanned and stored on their website, web portal. So you can't blame the other system for this kind of lacuna. It is the agency which is hosting this data after scanning. It is a duty of that controller to protect the data. Other has nothing to do with that. That's the point that, you know, was the whole framework defined properly? Where all these things put into the framework that what uh, the entities 
who are collecting the data, what are they supposed to do? Were there some clear guidelines? Where what was the accountability put into this, you know, framework and structure? And how do we know that, you know, when you are trying to connect all of this with the biometric ID system and everything, you know, is connected, where you go, what you do, what you buy, you know, what kind of phone you have, or where you are traveling, what train you are taking, where, how you're buying tickets, everything is connected to that, or even plane ticket, anything. So when all of this data is collected, who owns that data and who is controlling the data that, you know, it doesn't go into the wrong heads or even the politicians that they are not using it for their personal, you know, political agenda and that it, there is no unauthorized surveillance or there is no mass surveillance going on of all the citizens who is, you know, in charge of that. So basically, I'll just correct. There is nothing like this which is happening with this system right now. This system is not linking to your travel, your ticket, your flight. It is not. It is linking to your bank accounts because you need to receive some subsidy and benefit. It's a, there is a mapper service where suppose if you have three saving accounts and you want to receive a particular benefit in only one of the accounts, then you need to link other to that particular account. Let, so me, is, let me let me interrupt here. The, when the data is collected, all all the data is available in a central, you know facility wherever that is in india all you know someone has to do is use an ai system machine learning system or deep learning system to be able to collect all this you know intelligence the data is there the information is there the question is only you know whether there is an initiative or effort by someone to collect the intelligence from that how do we know nobody is collecting that intelligence so, see, that is a gray area unless you know some incidents about where exactly it is being used. It is still to be examined or, in, you know, investigated. What we are discussing right now is the way, suppose, uh, like I have a Aadhaar number. What are the risks which are when I leak it publicly? And what are the safeguards I have to ensure I have not been affected by this particular number getting disclosed? Because as an individual about a person, this card is more about the identity of a person. And the demographic details, which is your name, your date of birth, your address. Now, we have a system in, in, in our country where election database is publicly available even otherwise, whether you have Aadhaar or passport or otherwise. You being a citizen, staying in a particular locality, this is your constituency, you vote from this area and you stay in this address. This information is available in public even now as we speak okay so my address my name and my constituency where i'm going to vote is already public record and on the election commission's website now Aadhaar has this information with one number and it has my biometric and my retina that is my fingerprints and retina now whether this number by giving just automatically my other and my retina goes there no the answer is no it doesn't go there but when we talk about other being used in bank system in financial system in linking with pen in linking with driving license in linking with mobile then we know that yes one number of one person with so many services now that surveillance or monitoring aspect when we talk about it can be used by the uh, intelligence system or the law enforcement for their particular work but not readily available to public at large secondly the 
operators or the service providers there are authentication agencies there are sub aua kua there are service providers they need this database service to verify their existing service like for example i am a businessman i have a task of onboarding clients and customers to my system if i use this other based system i can reduce my operational cost and i can have a verified database which is maintained by the government of india which i can rely upon because those are the agencies authorized to issue such numbers otherwise my suppose if somebody comes with a photo card and a original document with me now that original document appears to be original whether it is fabricated forged i am not competent to analyze and comment on that so my good will judgment only will prevail and say that yes whatever document photocopy has been brought and the original photo, passport or aadhar or pan the card which is along with it reasonably sounds to be okay and true and if the details are matching and i authenticate a person okay that this person is vikisha with this identity so there is a human involvement in this case now when we talk about system like aadhar which reduces your verification aspect because you don't know whether this is the same texture passport paper or a pen card plastic pvc cards which are there or it is from the same material or the authorized agency only printed it and not somebody has duplicated it or counterfeited it we are not competent as a person sitting on the other side who to verify this so when aadhar comes and when the biometric is done the biometric verification is done with the central system lying with the government of india and secure system as of now there is no incident breach incident or any other leak information per se uh, which is publicly otherwise or reported and available so we assume it is a system which is reasonably correct at this point of time as we speak and it may be continuously being monitored and been you know improved as the latest threats are being you know faced now the question comes whether the user is educated enough or aware enough whether he can or she can log their biometric for authentication or not now that question does not arise any further because that section itself is scrapped so now as on date in india what we discussed a few months back and what we are discussing today biometric authentication is completely stopped the database is there system is already designed so what is being done by the government they are regulating the laws where they are making this aadhar to be linked with your license your accounts your taxation systems so that in a way again everything will become streamlined and more regulated we are getting a personal data protection bill which is in the draft stage about to get enacted in the next session maybe the monsoon session of parliament or we are also having election this year so maybe after that but once that laws comes into picture existing it act is having uh, provisions other act itself has certain penal provisions as well as accountability provisions so we are going towards a regulated regime we already had this in the uh, covered under the it act about protection of personal data and failure for protect uh, protection of consumer data so we had 43a in the it act which was very clear about sensitive personal data and uh, any body corporate if they found to violate any data which is not protected by them and reasonable securities are not maintained by them then they would be penalized up to the tune of 5 crores and above so we already have a law in place at this point of time as we speak the personal data protection bill will have more accountability because the user can then have the right for erasure right to be forgotten right to be regulated right to correct their data and so on so we are 
in a stage as a country which is evolving in the data protection regime we are having a going to have a full fledged data protection bill in the lack of it existing acts already address it but personal data protection bill will give more powers to the data subject the users like us which was not otherwise available under the it act i could sue a company if something goes wrong with my data by then i can claim the damages from the company but under the personal data protection bill i can have a significant role and i can as a data subject i have the right to challenge the data fiduciary challenge the data controller data processor what kind of data they are accessing how they are using it whether they collected my data for a particular purpose are they using only for that or some other purpose which was not conveyed to me so all these challenges are getting addressed it's just a matter of time when we have this law enacted in the next session or otherwise and things will move so like today we are almost 19 years old when we talk about information technology act the parent act came in 2000 it got amendment amended in 2008 then there were subsequent rules which came right from 2000 till 2016 so we had rules which kept on coming as and when we saw the development and necessity so the it act though the major act got amendment only twice but there were a lot of rules and regulations which were part of the central government act which kept on coming from 2012 onwards and three onwards so at this point of time when we say we have a court we have a forum where any issue of data regulation or otherwise can be heard can be discussed and we could get a judgment in terms of controls and security we have certain computer emergency response team india which have empaneled certain companies as auditors which go under certain standards they authorize they are authorized and they audit the systems and the controllers and the uh, data processors so we have that accountability also that okay you can do yourself audited with the government standards and if you are found to be certified with them then you are assumed to have reasonable security practices from that point of time and then you can allow and use certain services so overall we have systems in place it's just that right things have to be connected now and more streamlined uh, it requires more uh you know methodological planning and streamlining of all the activities which are now in segregation so this is a positive development that at least personal data protection you know the, there is going to be a regulation for the personal data and which is a positive step but the st- what you said about that you know the government now is not going to take anyone's biometric data that means retina scan or fingerprint but everybody is is already collected so what happens to the all the data biometric data that is already there what is so so uh, what i am meant to say was that currently because the supreme court of india has uh, repealed the section 57 of the aadhar act which talks about the biometric authentication the biometric details cannot be used to authenticate a user the database there is nothing which to, uh, on the in the judgment which talks about what can be done about this data which is collected by the government of india if there is a rule which says that okay this has to be shredded and deleted and erased then the entire biometric database the fingerprints and the retina needs to be erased if that comes into picture till that point of time it is not supposed to be erased at this point of time only thing is you should not authenticate a person using his biometric details that is what the supreme court judgment current and what is the purpose of having the data 
biometric data is for authentication and access, right? I mean, if that is not the role of, then why the country has to collect the data of all its citizens? For what purpose? So it already collected. You cannot do something which is already done, right? It's, you can't undo the things which are already done. Now, in future, once you have a regulated regime which will talk about the maybe there would be certain deliberations at the appropriate forum of the government where they do POC about how this biometric data, what is already collected can be used and ensure it is not being misused. Then only we'll know because this is not currently in any of the discussion agendas. Then, right now. That, that seems really fishy because see, I mean, if, if, if the government is saying, Supreme Court is saying that this data, biometric data cannot be used for authentication. So what is that going to be used for? Are, is that data going to be used for mass surveillance? Because uh, that that seems like a lot. Be used to, there are instances where even the law enforcement have asked for other data from UID and UID has not given that data even to map the criminal or to check the record. So there have been instances in the court where they have gone and requested the court that they need permission from the UIDI to be accessing certain biometric database to compare with the criminal uh, database system, but they have not been given permission also. So you can't 100% and conclusively say it's going to a surveillance state. And what Supreme Court says is that unless you bring certain changes in your regulatory and the enforcement and the way it is being used, you can't do the biometric authentication. It does not say that you can not use this database at all, or you can use this database for some other purpose. So right now the authentication system is at stop. I cannot go and give my biometric to authenticate myself because that is stopped by law at, at this point in time. But what happens to my data, which is already stored with them. Once my personal data protection bill comes, I will have the right to re get it removed from the database. Nothing gets removed ever. Nothing ever gets removed. Once it's uh, you know collected, it always stays. And the other challenge is that UIDA is both the regulator and custodian of data. How can that be an effective system? Uh, so they are not the regulator per se. They are uh, the the entire other distribution, issuance, maintenance is by UIDA. There is a law which regulates it. There is a government which is backing it because there are services which are linked to it. So UID is not a regulator. It's a it's a body which is appointed and designed to issue this system of unique identity to the end users, which is the customers and the citizens. A regulator is always the government because they are the ones who make laws and regulations to ensure that existing system fit within the regime. UIDI is responsible more for the entire ecosystem because they come with the best practices, they come with the audit criteria, they come with the standards what needs to be followed. Uh, if we see overall, uh, this is the only system which possibly exists in the entire world where so much of data, so much of biometric information collected of the citizens used for welfare schemes, benefit schemes. And now they have also uh, decided, you know, with the new changes in the amendments of the other uh, act which was introduced last week that the minor data which is collected by them once the minor becomes major that is 18 years of age then he will you know have the uh, so his data should not be used otherwise so there are things which uh, we cannot say it's unplanned or unthought the main purpose of this was to ensure lot of redundant data gets reduced there were times when people used to claim multiple benefits 
but because of this system in place that it was reduced that it helped government to save a lot of cost lot of money which could be used for other initiatives and other projects so there are benefits of this system and country like india where it's you know huge pop, highly populated and huge it's a data asset world today you know the entire world looks to india as a data economy because we have more data than anybody possibly has so keeping that in mind having the data protection role existing other rules the it act all combined we have a reasonable system in place right now to address the issues there could be some uh, implementation challenge maybe uh, they need to do more uh, use case test or pocs before actually something is getting implemented full fledged which i also agree but then they are already doing certain things after a particular thought process you can't plan everything and anything on day one it evolves as you grow no but the, for something as serious as this system it should have been uh, even planned before the system was implemented before the system was designed this is that critical because it puts the entire security of the country you know at risk and when aadhar is seeded into every database it's becoming like a bridge to all these data silos and it will allow anyone with access to information to you know also be able to define or reconstruct a profile of anyone's life i mean nothing is now off the table anyone who has access to the data can make a create a profile of any anyone you know that is in the system would be able to tag them where they are going and it's not just within india outside india where they go what they do this is we have created a security nightmare for all the indian citizens i don't agree i don't agree at all you, see, you also are in us you have a system you have a ssn number which gives you entire history geography of you and, 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 and collect, doesn't collect our biometric data yeah agree it doesn't collect your biometric data but you can still be geographically and historically be seen monitored about all your you know taxation your insurances your point no, that is uh, social security number has huge flaws no doubt about that but here we, that was de- designed long time back again no defense of that but no, i'm not saying uh, about defense this, when we are discussing something today and when you say that you know this was not thought of i don't agree there is a procedure always there which is thought about there is a way you perceive it there is a interpretation is different the way we perceive is different uh wh- why aadhar and what aadhar and what is aadhar for and why we are you know so okay yes biometric information is collected uh the biometric information if so far it is collected and it is the responsibility of the uid and the government to protect it if it is not then they are responsible for it now they are also accountable for it when we say that it is captured and it is being used is there any existing case where we have found it to be misused is there a particular case where somebody goes to a police station saying oh i had a aadhar this is my biometric somebody used my biometric to do some authentication and i have not done so please investigate there is no such incident as of now as on date it is it has happened so unless to investigate to debate or to discuss whether it is full proof system or not there should be some precedent at least the database which is captured which earlier if you see uh, when it got initially launched there were a lot of issues about the enrollment centers and they corrected it they disabled those centers we also saw uh, aadhar card issued in the name of mobile phone uh, aadhar card issued in the name of a coriander leaf you know there were there were issues in the past we have seen in the stories that there were goof ups there were mistakes but then they have rectified it but there was no biometric collected for those 
so biometric collection preservation and we are right now talking about as we speak there is no system foolproof in this world and there will never be one true the only system which is secure is not connected in the world if i have to make myself secure i just have to be disconnected with the net then only i can say that i am secure otherwise even my phone when it is in switch off mode it it takes private i mean there is no privacy when i use my phone they track me they locate me so that is more a threat than other being a threat because my movements my my position today everything is through my cell phone which i am which is a part and parcel of my life i live two lives today i have one life physical life and one is my mobile life so my phone knows more about me than i would be knowing about myself then you know we people use health trackers fitbits we give a lot of personal health information in the system so that is another challenge where user is voluntarily giving it now yes. when we talk yes. about particular system of aadhar and biometric collection of it well uh, maybe some regulator or a person from uid will give a right approach or answer on this but if you ask me as a practicing lawyer or as a as a person professionally that do i worry about my data being secure yes i do but then i have sense of confidence as at this point of time because the existing system which i have been using since last 4 years since i have the aadhar card since 2014 i have not seen any abnormal otp request generated for my aadhar number maybe i would be the exception because i do more alert and more precaution uh instances where i have you know, the clients also where i have been interacting in the last 4 years we have seen bank frauds we have seen uh the kyc fraud with physical form of it but we have not come across any case where a aadhar biometric or otherwise that has been misused and then authentication is placed taken place and then there is a fraud so if you see the statistics of the crime record bureau or otherwise there is no case as of now as on date and i don't deny it will not be in future it may happen but when it happens then only we can investigate and do a you know introspective about introspection about okay this has happened because of xyz and then we need to find out how and what went wrong there if a agency who is authorized and is a link between the user and the system if there is something wrong in that system then the system is responsible you can't say the architecture is wrong right the control like a, for example i opened a watchman a watchman is appointed to ensure that he does not allow unauthorized people in the physical premises but the watchman sleeps he is not doing his duty i can't blame the system is flawed i have to blame the person who is responsible for that particular thing so in the ecosystem of my other environment or architecture if my enrollment centers uh if i were the government if i were the uidi i would ensure that this particular center before it given the connectivity i would do a thorough audit ensure that its security standards are maintained at par at at the level of military standards at least and then i would allow the person to get a link with my database otherwise not so so i am sure they would be doing something which we are not known also because sometimes we are not supposed to know most of the things but assuming and having confidence in the system yes it is at least something is better than nothing and there is no incidence as of now of biometric violation or authentication if i have a case or a precedent then probably i could have spoken more in detail after going through it about what happened where the things went wrong but right now so the 
the question about biometric misuse is something which is very it is a concern yes but nothing to worry at this point of time coming to the surveillance aspect so already we have uh, so most of the countries have a law in place to have surveillance of you know, most of the things like every email of your us which goes out of the country is being monitored by your system, your uh, law enforcement uh, similarly we have agencies in our country uh, which does monitoring of those they have encryption keys decryption decryption keys as well so at the cost of national security privacy is not there i is mean nothing that, is you, you seem very confident in the system is that how all indians feel do they feel very confident about the system uh i cannot say about all india but if you ask me uh, i would give uh, maybe 70 75% uh, yes yes we need a 25% improvement we are 75% uh, reasonable with whatever existing you know environment people systems profiles architecture laws so we are 70 75% reasonable there is always a scope of improvement so that 25 30% is something which will only the time will tell us how do we go in that direction sure. and uh, and uh, seeing the entire other uh, system as such there are a lot of benefits if rightly used and rightly uh, you know uh, implemented it saves a lot of cost it saves a lot of time in fact uh, we have also seen where there are people even after they are dead they claim lot of benefits uh, yeah. out of the schemes and other actually stopped it sure each technology each system brings us promise as well as you know perils so there are rewards and there are risks so looking at overall all the risks that are emerging what illegal issues do you see emerging from the other act in the coming years uh, illegal issues per se only when the agencies who are the link between the citizen and the government if they play something fall then there is a risk because they have equal connectivity with the system so i i may see somebody's name and photo is there but biometrics are different they can do something of that sort because they are the ones who allow that connectivity you know when the authorization is done but then it becomes difficult as as the systems are more tighter so earlier the physical documentation was given now they are you know uh, capturing the original uh, identity before issuing other so they have found out solutions for that maybe a name is different you know then at, at, uh, due to aging and there are certain uh, professions occupation where your fingerprints disappear after a few years of service like a chemical a person working in a chemical plant or a factory where is doing hard you know hard code uh, efforts with the you know like a, a machinery uh, equipment and uh, you know typical uh, services where the fingerprints can also get eradicated so that's where iris comes into picture and there may be times when you know because of some other reasons uh, due to maybe some accident otherwise you do not have your you know when you gave aadhar you had your five fingers but then after a few years there were some unwanted unanticipated accidents where you lost your fingers then in such cases the biometric data is defunct so whether this database now Rele remains relevant and active every you know like uh, correct in its true spirit is what needs to be checked that's what i say so what would you like to tell indians about their privacy and security rights based in this you know uh, as far as the aadhar act is concerned 
so as far as aadhar is concerned first and foremost every citizen should go to their website of uidi get their own biometric locked if it is not already locked so the system is not by design locked it is the the user has to go on the site and request for locking their biometric authentication so if they do that at least even if their fingerprints or iris gets captured by somebody they cannot be misused without they themselves being present or getting it unlocked by themselves because they have a password they get a otp based on the mobile number so there is a sense of you know sys control already in place second other linking with certain services where it is required it is good for the users at themselves certain places it is not and typically uh, there is a after the supreme court judgment the banks and the telecom cannot ask you for aadhar if they ask they can be penalized as well as punished so ensure that they ask you for other alternate documents for your offline kyc authentication and if you are supposed to give your aadhar number for that ensure you do a proper attestation in the offline mode so that that document cannot be used for other purpose other than the for the purpose which you are giving it uh from the confidence point of view in the system uh as this point of time as we speak there is no incident where biometric misuse is observed so i i can say that yes you can be rest assured second if there is a physical offline misuse then there is it act under which you can claim your remedy you can uh, seek damages and compensation so we have a law in place uh, then there are services like uh, don't give your it's 21 hours to any agencies private agencies when they ask only for visa purposes or genuine requirements try and give it and ask the purpose and the reason whoever ask you for a biometric i have seen there are certain uh, companies and systems you know like obviously when you work with a company they do your biometric attendance so you have to give it because you are supposed to be there now even the biometric can be leaked from that particular database why you we talk about aadhar so it could be as low as that then but then that company should be having that enough security controls and measures uh when you leave that company as uh, you are no more an employee then you try to request that admin to remove your database or your fingerprints at least let the attendance record be there but your biometric captured image should be deleted from the database so that nobody can misuse your attendance after you leave the system generally they deactivate the employee id and your system gets stopped they doesn't they do not recognize you but still the biometric is captured in the database what about that nobody thinks on those lines of data erasure or there might be no policy for a company to erase the dead biometric which is captured of an employee who has left the company and after a year or 6 months they should be erasing it so you know some improvement on this uh, lines also is uh, expected and uh, i would not say it's a 100% uh, secure system no system in the world is 100% but now that there is no biometric authentication to be submitted and given you can be rest assured that nobody can give you a dummy or a duplicate data for capturing your biometrics till the next instructions which we will have from the regulators or the government or the court and whatever documentation is used for any authentication always write the purpose on that particular documentation as to why you are giving it and for what purpose so that it cannot be reused again by somebody else 
Fair enough. No, that's a good suggestion and good advice for all the Indian citizens. So thank you so much, Vicky, for participating in Risk Roundup today. We appreciate your thoughtful insight on the Aadhaar Act and the complex challenges, uh, all security, privacy, and legal challenges that you know it brings to, uh, to all the citizens of India. And our global viewers and listeners will benefit tremendously from the information you provided on the world's largest implementation of this biometric project. I mean, uh, it is the world's largest biometric project. So there are going to be uh, understandably a lot of challenges, you know, that would emerge with that when, when something is done for the first time. Uh, it brings, you know, quite a few unknowns that uh, any country needs to you know, figure out. So even if a single decision maker can understand the complex privacy and security challenges and the global implications that would, you know, emerge based on the implementation of the system, because it's not going to end just with India. It's going to probably, you know, many other countries will also implement similar systems or, you know, try to do something different, but they all can, you know, learn a lot from what India has, you know, uh, gone through, you know, it's uh, both in the promise as well as Paris, risk and reward. So this risk roundup dialogue has been of service and we thank you for that. In fact, uh, we have something called as UPI, Unified Payment Interface, which is the new way of payments in India, the most secured way to do payments in India and a very full proof. So the world is actually trying to imitate India now. So, you know, it's a global first. Yes, Maybe it's a on that line also if you are aware of upi it's a very good system of making bank payments which are safe secure uh, it's a very good initiative which is already existing from two years now good good wonderful so risk roundup a global initiative launched by risk group is a security risk reporting for risk emerging from existing and emerging technologies technology convergence and transformation happening across cyberspace geospace and space we at risk group believe that risk management security and peace they walk together hand in hand. Though security is related to management of threats and peace to the management of conflict, risk management is related to management of security vulnerabilities as well as management of conflict. It is not possible to conceive any one of the three without the existence of the other two. All three concepts feed into each other. We believe that the security we build for ourselves is precarious and uncertain until it is secure for everyone across nations. Tradition becomes our security. So if we build a culture of managing risk effectively, it will lead us to security and security will lead us to peace. Let's manage the existing and emerging risk together. For more information on the risk roundups, to watch the risk roundup webcast or hear the risk roundup podcast, please go to riskgroupllc.com and do not forget to subscribe and share. Until next time, I'm Jayashree, host of Risk Roundup, signing off. See you next time. Thank you.